On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about the greatest mystery in the Toronto real estate market and how we might be able to solve it. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hey there, and welcome back to the show. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you probably noticed haven't had a lot of episodes in the last little while. Reason being, the spring market is here and things have gotten extremely busy over here at uh, True Condos HQ and myself and my team, we've been extremely busy putting in many, many hours, working with many, many different clients at different projects around the GTA. Uh, and things have been great. The market overall uh, is very active after, I would say after a pretty slow start to the year, the first three months of the year, quite slow. Um, but the last month, uh, the month of April, 2019, in particular was a crazy month, very active, very busy resale, pre-construction, um, high rise, low rise, everything seems to have woken up in dramatic fashion. And uh, I'm not alone in saying this, talk to any, any realtor, active realtor out there, and uh, they'll probably tell you some similar story. The spring market has been extremely active um, after, uh, after a, a slow start to the year. Maybe weather had a lot to do with that. Um, certainly in the pre-construction side, the lack of new launches always has a lot to do with the, uh, the number of sales that are coming out. So yeah, the, the, the stats for the first few months of the year as expected for pre-construction, the numbers were pretty, pretty low, pretty down compared to the past few years. Um, however, that's directly tied to the fact that very few new projects actually came out and launched. So the majority of units will sell in a project when they launch at the very beginning stages. So projects that if, if you get launches, you get sales. If you don't get launches, you don't get as many sales. So that's what's happening there. Uh, and certainly when you see the stats for the second quarter of 2019, when they come out, probably in you know July, We'll get those numbers. Uh, you'll see that the the numbers are dramatically different from the first quarter of the year. So, wanted to give you an update on the market and what's happening. Um, my take on things, where things stand. Looking at some of the numbers here, we just got the stats for the month of April from the Toronto Real Estate Board for the resale market. So, we're gonna talk about that. And I want to talk about, like I said in the intro, the greatest mystery, as I call it, the greatest mystery in the Toronto real estate market, what that is and how we might solve or explain this great mystery. So stay tuned for that as we're getting into things here. So overall, looking at the April statistics, um, made a lot of headlines, a lot, caught a lot of people's attention in particular, don't always do these updates every single month, but these stats were um, very interesting. I thought, let's, let's talk a little bit about this here. So April resale stats from Toronto Real Estate Board. And once again, for show notes and links to all these numbers, if you're interested, you can go to truecondos.com forward slash podcast to get the show notes for this and every episode of the podcast. Also, if you're not already, most importantly, make sure you are receiving my weekly email updates on the Toronto condo market and Toronto condo investment opportunities. Some of you, it has come to my attention, are regular listeners of this podcast, but you are not getting my weekly emails. Shame, shame. 
uh, you're missing out on some really good stuff. Uh, and so you definitely want to sign up with your name and your email anywhere at truecondos.com. So April 2019 stats, the, the headline basically reads sales are up 17% from last year. Sales are up 17%. That sounds like a huge number. It is a huge number. It's a good thing. Market is, is good. As I mentioned, however, keep in mind that of course, uh, 2018 real estate market was uh was down considerably from the heavy heady days of 2016 and 2017 remember it was two years ago that the um the fair housing plan uh as they the the formal liberal government called it came into place with the foreign buyer tax and a bunch of other things rent control and a bunch of other things and put a major wet blanket on the real estate market so the bigger story, the real estate market was, has been pretty slow overall compared to the craziness of 2016, 2017. The market over the last couple of years overall has been pretty, um, call it meh, call it uh, middle of the road, call it uh, not too hot, not too cold, sort of lukewarm. Yes, the condo market has been outperforming, but the low rise market and particularly the detached market in the 905 areas has been pretty slow, pretty bad, pretty uh, not great uh, over the past couple of years. So when we're hearing these numbers of sales up 17%, a lot of that is driven just by the fact that we're comparing it to a slower time period of last year. Still, good news. Uh, but when we look at prices, prices are up only 1.9%. Oh, this is overall for the entire market, all houses, all condos, everything all jumbled together. Up, sales up 17%, but prices only up 1.9%. Again, that gives you a, a pretty good uh, indicator of what I'm saying that yes, things are, are looking good, but it's not, uh, you know, remember the days of two years ago, prices were up like 33%, 35%. You know, some pockets were up like 40% in a year. 1.9% um, prices are up, right? So overall, uh, market is fine. Market is good. Uh, market is somewhere between a balanced market and a seller's market um, in an overall sense. So a lot of this has been driven by what's driving this. A lot of this driving the, the increase is is the low rise, is the 905 or the detached houses are up 22%. Um, interestingly, condos in the 905 are up about 17% in sales versus condos in the 416 are only up 2.6%. Hmm, very interesting. So um, obviously affordability is a big, big factor in this market. So condos in the, in the 905 are the most affordable product type in our marketplace overall. So that is seeing a big bump. But at the same time, detached homes in the 416 are up 21%. Detached homes in the 905 are up 22%. So you're seeing kind of you're seeing it kind of on both ends of the thing here, where um, really everything is doing well, interestingly, but except the condo apartments, condos in the 416, again, still doing fine, up 2.6%. Um, but again, part of what's the story there is that condo sales over the past couple of years have been doing very, very well. And, and the numbers are way up. And generally speaking over the past couple of years versus uh, before. So 
as the low-rise market slowed down, the condo market um, has still been strong and doing well. So uh, that, uh, that's sort of the big picture, broad picture. But as always, I want to focus primarily this chat and my analysis and as I'm studying the market. I'm primarily looking at what's happening in the downtown condo market. That's, um, that's the, the, the area of most interest. Um, and something that I've been tracking for 12 years. So looking at the, uh, looking at the downtown condo market again, um, sales are, sales are down. Sales are down from the previous year, but uh, they're down a little bit. But the, the other flip side of the coin is that the inventory is way down. So the number of condos for sale is way down. So it results in a, still, it's a very strong seller's market. Right? Is it a buyer's market? Is it a balanced market? Is it a seller's market? It's still, the downtown condo market is still very much a strong seller's market. The sales to uh, listing ratio is 68%. Again, sales to listing ratio is that. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that's my favorite statistic. That is the number that I always go to to see, to get a, a temperature of the market and also the direction of the market. And that one number tells us so much. So I always look at that number to get a sense of what's going on. And again, historically, most of the time over the last 10 to 15 years, the sales to listing ratio for the downtown condo market has been somewhere around 30 to 40% most of the time. Uh, that is sort of a, a, a balanced sort of a market. Um, when you're getting above uh, like 40%, you're getting into seller's market. When you're getting above 50%, you're, you're getting into strong seller's market. When you're getting into um, the region we're in now, which is 68%, it's a very strong seller's market. So, uh, yeah, so so um, what else? Prices prices are up uh, in, the, in, uh, in the downtown market. Prices are up. In, to, in this year so far versus last year, they're up around five to ten percent, depending on how you how you slice the pie. So prices are still going up. Um, they're still going up at a higher than historical average. Again, historical average is probably for the last 10, 15 years for condos, it's probably more like three, four, five percent um, as, as sort of what we're used to and what's sort of normal. So if we're up in the seven, eight, nine percent range, we're still well above average. And why is that happening? Again, it's the seller's market. The sales to listing ratio is still way up there. So there's still not enough supply for what the demand is calling for. So prices are rising and we can expect they will continue to rise. As long as that sales to listing ratio stays up there, prices are gonna continue to rise. Remember, prices were rising when the sales to listing ratio was 30%, 32%, 34%, these kind of numbers, prices were still rising. Um, you know, uh, even you know, 2%, 3%, small rises, but they're still going up, even at that low number. So we're way above that number. We've been way above that number for the past uh, couple of years now, strong. So market, amazingly, even though prices have gone up so much, uh, they're still continuing to go up. They're not going up as much as they were. They're not, we're not going up by 20, 25, 30%. We're not going up by, like we saw before, we're not going up even by, you know, uh, we're not in double digits. We're not going up by double digits, but we're still going up by high single digits. Um, 
the market is still uh, strong and it's it's hot and it's still a seller's market. So again, let's you know historical context going back. So sixty eight percent sales to list listing. I'll just list you the previous like you know the last four years before this year, same month. So eighty eight percent was last year, very high. Not as high as that, but still very high. The crazy heady days of 2017, it was 103%, which doesn't even make mathematical sense, but there we are. Uh, And uh, 2016, it was 49%. That was when things were starting to heat up, but not, not, uh, most of the action was still in the low rise market, but the condo market was starting to, to feel that. And then going back to say 2015, more of a, you know, representative year of the previous, you know, 10 to 15 years, um, downtown condo market was at 34%. Again, that 30 to 40% number that I said is sort of what was normal for most of the time of the last 10, 15 years. That's where things were at. That's the last sort of normal year back in 2015. So we're trending more towards normalcy, but we're still way above it. We're still in a strong seller's market. Um, sales are down. The number of sales are down. But as I said, the, the, the sales to listing is still high. So that means the inventory, the supply is down. So the supply, again, historically, normally, downtown condo market supply over the last, you know, most of the last 10, 15 years, well over a thousand condos available for sale, you know, looking at say 2011 to 2016, that period there, uh, available supply was, was, was around, you know, 1500 to 2000 condos available for sale at any given point in time. That was sort of a normal range on the supply side, 1500 to 2000. Right now, today, we only have 800. 800 units in the entire downtown core available for sale. A very low number compared to historical. Um, Higher than it was last year, last couple of years, a little bit higher, but still extremely low compared to historical norms. So again, seller's market, prices rising. But this leads me to the biggest question, um, and this is the the, the core of the, the podcast and the title, which is the big question remains, um, why is the supply so low? Why is nobody selling? And to me, this is this is sort of the great mystery of the Toronto real estate market. Um, and we see this uh, we see this in a lot of segments of the market, in the in the core of the city, especially. Where is the supply? Why is nobody selling? Um, you know, the real estate bears have been scratching their heads on this one forever. They they uh, you know they're these guys who are sitting there waiting for the whole market to crash. Well, guys, if you want the market to crash, you, you need to. We need to see that supply number skyrocket. Um, we need we need to see supply go dramatically higher, and it's it's just not happening. In fact, it's you know it's trending in the opposite direction. Um, hate to break, hate to be the bearer of bad news, uh, bad news bears, but uh, that's uh, that's the reality. Um, so again, this is as I call it, this is the greatest mystery of Toronto real estate. Is like, you know. Why, even though like we, you know, the fair housing market and everything came in and, and we see what's going on and Vancouver market is slowing down and stuff, but yet Toronto, here we are just years and years are going by and we're still trucking along, still, still rising, still rising. 
And so it's just, what's going on? What, why is nobody selling? Why do we never see that inventory number get up there? Why is it in fact going down? Um, we have more, like in the condo market, we have way, you know, t- tens of thousands of more condos exist today than they did five years ago, yet the supply of condos available to purchase is like less than half of what it was. <laughs> so what's going on here and, and uh, what's happening with this mystery? How do we solve it? Well, um, I don't think there's a definitive answer on that, but here are four ideas that I have that I think are, are forces acting in favor of low supply. Number one is that transaction costs are so high. Transaction costs, particularly in 416, you have the double land transfer tax. It's the only municipality that I'm aware of uh, in North America um, that has, has this double land transfer tax. Maybe there's probably some others, but uh, let me know if, if, you, if you know of any, certainly not any in Canada. So um, transaction costs, extremely high. Every, anytime you sell a property, or if you're, if, if you're thinking of moving, selling and buying again and moving, moving expenses, um, it's very, very high. Commissions that you're paying, obviously, to your real estate agents when you're, when you're selling uh, is very, very high especially, you know, property prices are high, commission, the commissions amounts go up with it as well. So um, I think there's a, there's a massive amount of, of people are, it's really causing people to pause and say, do I really want to move if it's going to cost me, you know, $50,000, $80,000, $100,000? Is it really worth moving? Or should I just put that money back into my house, do some renovations, maybe an addition, or you know, maybe just go on uh, uh, some crazy vacations and buy a nice car instead? You know, so land transfer tax alone, um, obviously, is also a huge factor. Um, when when the higher the prices go, the 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 higher that percentage is, and it's gotten even they even increased it even more recently. Um, you know, you could be you know, if you're selling the average home in Toronto around a million bucks and you want to buy another one for, you know, say 1.5 or something, the land transfer tax you're paying is, is just absolutely astronomical and insane. And people are saying like, what am I, what benefit do I get from paying that tax? Absolutely nothing. It's just purely a tax uh, cash grab. So I think that's a huge factor is just the transaction cost of moving in this city are so high in particular in the 416, in particular in the core of the 416 that, that um, that's really causing people to pause and to say, you know what, I don't wanna sell. I think also just people generally have, a, generally are positive about Toronto real estate in the long term. And so people that own real estate are generally disposed to holding onto that real estate and not dumping it and getting rid of it. Um, I think that's also a part of it too. The second thing is um, rents are very high. Like rents are high and they've gotten much higher in the past few years. So that means investors are more predisposed to not selling their properties because, you know, or even if you, even if your rents, even if you got somebody, an old tenant in there that's way below market value, you know that the second that tenant moves out and eventually they'll move out, you're going to see a massive bump in the rents that you're getting from that property, massive increase in cash flow. So, you know, investors who are getting those high rents are, are happy and they're enjoying it. 
and they're paying their their bills. Investors who are, you know, who have had tenants long term and they're they're getting lower rents. They know that the moment that they move out, they're going to get those high rents. Um, and they see that rents are continuing to rise, so that's causing investors to say, you know what, I'm just going to hold these these properties. Um, the third thing, the stress test. The stress test is uh, is a huge factor because the stress test is limiting what people can borrow, and it's preventing people from moving up the housing ladder. So you know it's it's become much harder to move up the ladder compared to year you know before the stress test. It was much easier. So you've got you bought a property some years ago. You want to move to a bigger one. You've got tons of equity, but you can't afford to get, you know, you, you can't afford to make that jump to the next level because of the stress test. So what do you do? Well, you, you don't sell, you stay in place. Um, and again, that's preventing supply from coming on the market. And finally, I think the fourth factor is uh, just in general, the economy is strong. Um, people are employed, people have income, people are not losing their jobs. Uh, so, that means that people are not being forced to sell for economic reasons. When there's a market downturn, when there's a recession, when people lose their jobs, that causes some people in the population to be forced to sell their homes because they can't afford to pay their mortgages. Um, and we're not seeing that at all. So again, another factor that's reducing the amount of supply that's out there. So there you go. That, that's uh, that's my take on what's happening in the market right now, and 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 under, you know talking about the greatest mystery of why there's no supply. Why are condos you know why is there only 800 condos available for sale in 2019 downtown, when in 2015 there was 1,800 condos for sale? Uh, those are some of the reasons why I think that's happening, and. Uh, ultimately, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of red tape in the system, both for injecting new supply into the system. If you're a builder, we talk about that a lot in this podcast, and also injecting new supply into the system in the resale market, as I just discussed for a while, um, between land transfer taxes and and um, and uh, rent controls and stress tests and all these things that. All these layers of government bureaucracy and red tape ultimately they ultimately benefit us as condo investors as real estate investors they create a situation of reduced supply and they create situation of higher rents and increasing rents so ultimately in a strange and backwards sort of way we we're sort of thankful for all this red tape and all this bureaucracy as investors um, investors who are already in the market um, it's make you know it's hard if you're if you haven't got into the market yet. But for us investors who are already in the market, these things are ultimately in a strange and backward sort of way good for us. So um, that's where the market stands today. I hope you find some value from this episode. I hope you learned something new. Um, and again, make sure you're receiving my weekly email updates for more um, information about the condo market and specifically for investment opportunities in the condo market. Some great ones coming up in the weeks ahead. Looking forward to sharing those with you, my uh, email subscribers. And once again, have a great week and happy investing. Until next time, bye. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.